Welcome to New Life Church Online. We are glad to have you with us. Today, Pastor Rick is discussing the important topic of mental and emotional wellness. This is a conversation we believe is key and timely for these days, and our aim is to bring truth and encouragement to the subject. In fact, as you watch the message, you may want prayer over this topic or something else going on in your life. You can comment right there in the chat at any point, and we will pray with you. Or you can text the word NEXT to 88000 and let us know how we can pray with you in this season. It is a joy and honor to pray with you, so please don't hesitate to let us know. Before service begins, you can take a look in the description for a couple of our resources. First, we have a link to give through our website. You can easily set up reoccurring giving here, or if you prefer, you can text to give or through our app. Thank you for giving and being on this journey with us. Also, you'll notice there is a link for children's ministry resources. Your child can watch a video that is tailored for their age group with truth from the Word of God. So as we hear the Word, so can our kids. I hope you all are ready to get started today. We are going to begin with worship, so we invite you to join with us. Listen to the lyrics, sing aloud, or raise your hands, and let worship fill your home. I was lost with a broken heart. You picked me up, now I'm set apart. From the ash I am born again Forever saved in the Savior's hands You are more than my words could say I'll follow you, look for all my days I'll fix my eyes, following your way Forever free in unending grace Cause you are, you are, you are my freedom
Church. This is Pastor Rick Bazette. I'm so proud to be a pastor at New Life Church, but I'm only one. I'm not even the best one. We have campus pastors all over the state who are killing it at their campuses, the way they're serving and giving and 
teaching the Word of God, I've never been so proud. So I know you're hungry for the Word, and today's topic, it's going to be for those who are hurting the most. So today, I want to talk to you about those who are struggling with mental or emotional health. The first verse I'd like to look at is in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. Sound mind. We all know when the scripture refers to the soul, it's talking a lot about the mind. The mind, the will, and the emotions. Are you healthy in your mind? When you look up that portion of the scripture, it's basically referring to us like when you're level-headed, when you have a clear head, like you are level-headed, you have sound mind. Have you ever put something together and uh, maybe a, a picture on a wall or something you were building and to you it looked like it was level, but then you decided, you know what, I'm not going to trust my own mind. I'm going to go and get a level. And when you put the level on it, you could see the bubble was off. Sometimes the bubble is off. To me, the Word of God is the level. Now, let me be clear. Sometimes when people struggle in their emotions and their mind, it can be because of shame or sin. I am not here to decipher either one of those I'm just here to talk to you about being healthy according to Scripture and according to the wisdom the Scripture gives us. Some of you, it wasn't long ago that you had a lot of confidence. You were feeling good. You were healthy. But something's changed. might have been a year ago. could have been a few months ago. It could have been a few weeks ago. I know in Scripture, Elijah, one day... He had so much confidence. He was calling down fire from heaven. He was a believer, like the strongest believer around. I love reading that passage of Scripture, a miracle for sure. Right after that, we don't know if it was the next day or a week later, he was under a tree just sitting there. And he was so depressed, he asked God to kill him. He was having suicidal thoughts, so he said, God, would you, would you destroy me? I don't want to live anymore. Well, the Lord showed up. And the Lord, what he didn't do, I think is worth talking about. The Lord didn't show up and say, how dare you not believe me? I was just with you in the last chapter. When you were calling down fire from heaven and now you're discouraged, what happened to you? Get up, memorize scripture. Get up and repent. Get up. No, he did say, though. I want you to stand up, I want you to get something to eat, and I want you to get something to drink. We're going to get healthy, but you need to listen to me. Sometimes when you don't feel well, you need to go and take a vitamin. Sometimes when you don't feel well, you might need an aspirin. Sometimes you need to go to a doctor. Sometimes in your marriage, you can't fix it by walking over to your spouse and apologizing. Sometimes that's precisely what you need. Other times you need a counselor. So today, since I'm not an expert on this subject matter at all, I brought in a few friends. 
Uh, the first person that I want you to hear from, her name is Dietra, Dietra Clark. Her and her husband came to New Life Church for 10 years. There was a season where she taught at our college. In fact, she even spoke in a session at our woman conference. This lady's sharp. She has studied all the days of her life to help people who are having emotional issues and mental issues. She does not mind reading about it, and she's very good at teaching on it. So I wanted to ask her to talk about the Holy Spirit and how that plays a role in her life and also in her friend's life and even those she is trying to minister to. So this is what Deidre had to say about that. Pastor Rick reached out this week and asked if I would just share a few thoughts for you guys on maintaining emotional health during our current state. And so I just wanted to start by sharing some things that have worked for me personally as well as professionally. Um, the Holy Spirit, our guide, our advocate, our counselor, our teacher, Emmanuel, God with us. He is so faithful and he cares so much about our emotions. And he's faithful as we partner with him to help us navigate in the mist. In Psalm 34, it says that the Lord is close to those who are brokenhearted and that he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And when everything started to happen a few months ago, I had to go to the Holy Spirit and ask him to help me to navigate for my own emotional health. And the flow of things for us when we partner with the Holy Spirit is that He speaks and we obey. The first thing I felt Him asking me to do was to limit social media. And I know that's cliche and it's frequently stated, but He was asking me not just to leave social media for a day or for a week, but when I was on it, to minimize what I was seeing. We made the decision not to have the news on in our house. We made the decision that we would not let outside sources into our home to protect our space, to protect our eyes and to protect our ears. It's our charge to protect um, what goes into our mind because that often impacts our emotions. The second thing that I had to learn to do was to honor the capacity for what I could do each day. Every day looks a little bit different and we've all entered into a new space of doing things a different way. I have given myself grace to allow the Holy Spirit to nudge me towards how much I can handle and to be okay with my nose. It's okay to give yourself permission to do things easier. That's not lazy. It's a posture of grace for yourself in the moment and to know that it is a part of taking care of you. Emotions are connected so strongly to our thoughts. Proverbs says that as a man thinks within himself, so is he. In psychology, we call that the cognitive triad. That means that what we think affects how we feel and what we feel affects how we act. John Maxwell says that what we focus on expands. And so, it's our job to monitor what we are thinking, to call those things into captivity and into the obedience of Christ. His word says that we're to have the mind of Christ. And so if our thoughts are negative, if they are about things that lead us to a place of heaviness, 
being aware of that and stopping it and asking God to replace that with truth is helpful to us. It's almost essential to our emotional health. It may not make the feelings go away immediately, but it brings you into a position of receiving from Him His truth for you in that moment so that He can replace what you're feeling with His grace. And so as I close, I would like to leave you with a scripture that ministers to me often in my emotional state. It's Philippians 4, 6, and it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understandings, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. I hope that you guys stay well. Prayers for you. I miss you, New Life Church. God bless you. Thank you. I am so glad we asked Dietra to share with us today. She always gives me an encouraging thought and something that I needed to know. When she refers to the Holy Spirit, it reminds me that Jesus even said of the Holy Spirit that he would be a counselor. Prophesied years before in Isaiah that he would be a wonderful counselor. So again, thank you, Dietra, for encouraging us today. We have somebody else that I know we're going to learn from. He's one of our campus pastors. He's a doctor, a doctor of psychology, and he is faithful to the Word of God. So I've asked Kevin to talk to us about the Word and how the Word can be a remedy when we're going through a difficult time in the way that we think. So let's learn from Kevin today. Good morning, New Life Church. So good to be with you today. And I want to add just a few thoughts on this conversation we're having about mental health. Right now, well-being is one of the most sought-out fields of study. I think it's because in many ways when it comes to this topic, we have a lot of questions that are looming in our lives. Questions like, how can I truly be happy? Why am I so ashamed? of my depression or anxiety? Why can't I just control my emotions? Or does God see me struggling with this? Or is being overly fearful a sin? These are things that people are asking themselves as it relates directly to our faith in Jesus Christ. Having these questions can make even a believer feel empty. Well, listen, when you're living on empty, you can live in a place where you are overthinking and underbelieving. Emptiness always causes our mental trajectory to point toward death of some kind, either death of our energy, death of our faith, even death of a dream. See, King David, he reached a place of burnout and he prays this prayer that reveals two big things that he wants back that he feels like he's been robbed of. He feels empty and he wants it back. And he says in Psalm 51 verse 12, he prays this prayer and he says, Restore to me the joy of my salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. So in his emptiness, he is asking, I want back the joy of my salvation, and I want back a willing spirit. Listen, to pray for a willing spirit, David must have somehow felt unwilling. 
What was David unwilling to do? Unwilling to slow down? Unwilling to invest in himself? To take time to create some solitude and reflection? Listen, let me tell you how the Word can bring remedy to a broken spirit, okay? In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, there's this great, big, rich scripture. And I'm going to read it from the King James Version this morning. It says, The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And then the King James Version uses this odd wording to communicate something powerful. He says, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Now, dividing means just that, to divide, to separate. But asunder means to put into pieces, to be able to compartmentalize the soul and the spirit. Okay. Now, this tells me, if, if I take this angle of mental health this morning, this tells me that when I have a broken spirit, it can really affect my soul. Now, we've heard this taught a lot of different ways, but this is the way I'm, I'm going to teach it this morning. The spirit part of you is the emotional seat. It's your emotional construct. It's why David said there's a broken and contrite spirit. The soul of you is the eternal, faith-filled part of you that is redeemed. This incredible verse says that the Word of God can divide asunder between the emotional construct and the faith-filled, redeemed part of your life. See, oftentimes when our emotions get out of whack, when we're depressed, when we're anxious, when we have suicidal thoughts, it affects our walk with God. It affects the eternal part. But this verse tells us that the Word of God acts as a buffer. It can get in between your emotional construct and the part of you that is full of faith. This is why as a believer, you can go to a funeral and still have joy. You can still be full of hope in the most arduous of times. Peter calls it to suffer well. And this can only happen because the word gets between our emotions and the part of us that is just full of faith. So listen, I want to apply this today. All the things that we've said this morning to you, I just want to give you three quick applications to this. The first thing is that you need to be able to give yourself some grace. Okay, For those of you that are watching this morning that struggle with anxiety or depression or any mental illness... You, you have to normalize some of this because God gave us every emotion to help us in, in some way. Here's a big truth. We don't ever forget that we're Christians, but sometimes we forget that we're human. And so you need to give yourself some grace and realize that you don't have all the answers. You don't have all the strength. This is why we have to lean into God. The second thing would be to give yourself community, okay? Emptiness promotes isolation. When you are living your life in a state of being empty and not doing anything about it, you are isolated. You're alone. And one of the worst things that we can do is to be the only voice that we're hearing, that the only input, input we're getting is our own thoughts. It's not a good place. So there's a big difference between solitude and isolation. Solitude is something we do and practice to meditate and reflect and recenter ourselves on the goodness of God. 
But isolation can often result in some dangerous things and thoughts. So give yourself grace and give yourself community. And the third and final thing I would tell you is to give yourself permission. So if you need to seek help, if you're uncomfortable in your own skin, if you're suffering alone, if some of your thoughts are starting to scare you, then take a step and talk to somebody. Your well-being is important to God. So give yourself permission to start a new journey, to turn the page, to write something new, and that can begin right now. So if you're there this morning and you're watching this and you're like, man, I've just been anxious and depressed and fearful and so discouraged, I want to pray over you right now. Okay, and I want you to turn those things over to the hand of God, that the word of God might divide asunder your emotions and that faith-filled part of you. Okay, let me do that today. God, I love you. I thank you for our church. I thank you for this message. And today I pray for everyone who's watching this that is anxious, that is depressed, that suffers alone in some way. And today we just reach out and we reach up. And I pray that with great courage, we ask for help and then we expect some resolve to come from the Holy Spirit. So once again, we dedicate everything we have to you, including my thought life, including my emotions and my soul. It all belongs to you, God. So thank you for what you're doing right now in this moment in living rooms, in bedrooms and on back porches. We thank you for it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, let's continue to worship this morning. So no matter where you are, just take this moment to let this word sink into your life and let's lift up the name of Jesus together. This is my worship. This is my offering In every moment I withhold nothing I'm learning to trust you Even when I can't see it And even in suffering I have to believe it If you say it's wrong, then I'll say no If you say release, I'm letting go If you're in it with me, I'll begin When you say to jump, I'm diving in If you say be still, then I will wait If you say to trust, I will obey I don't want to follow my own ways I'm done chasing feelings like a burden but once I could grasp it you took me further further than I was asking and simply to see you is worth it all 
Thank you guys so much for joining us during the service today. I know this service was meant to be heard by somebody and that may have been you. You might be going through something right now. You might be working through something. We have pastors that want to help guide you through this. And the best way to get in touch with those pastors is to text NEXT, N-E-X-T, to 88000. We get that and then we'll reach out to you and help you through anything. Or if you just want us to pray for you as you go through this season, please let us know. We want to do that. 
Also, if you're a New Life Church member and you've been faithfully giving through this time and you have the ability to do that, just know that you are making a huge impact on people in the state of Arkansas that are going through some really tough times. And together, we've been able to be there for people and be the hands and feet of Jesus. If you need information on how to give, if you're not a set up as a recurring giver, you can text to give, you can go to the website. We're making changes in people's lives that are gonna impact them forever. And we're so thankful for everything you're doing. Speaking of being thankful for people and everything they're doing, and everything they have done. We have some people that have graduated this month and we are so excited to honor them and congratulate them from graduating high school. We got people graduating college. We probably got people getting doctorates in the house. People are graduating and coming through a pretty different time in education, but they finished strong and they're moving on to the next stage, whether it's career or more school, and we are so proud of them. We even got the opportunity at some of our campuses to do a drive-through graduation. We got to celebrate cheer, honk from the cars, and just really honor these graduates as they take this next step, as they move on to this next chapter in their life. We are so excited to get a front row seat to all the things they're gonna accomplish in this world. So congratulations, you guys. We even got people at NLC College, the college we got right here at New Life Church. Wanted to join that? NLCCollege.com slash apply. That's what's up. But we are so excited, and I don't think it's appropriate to end on me talking, so let's kick back to Pastor Rick, who has something to say to you guys. I was at one of those graduations and Michelle said, the reason why we can't have church yet is because I will break all the rules. They said, stay in your vehicles, do not get out. And I found the loophole in it. Check it out. What's up? Congrats. So there you have it. I'm a rule breaker. Michelle could have told you that a long, long time ago. But I tell you what, I still love the Lord, so I want to pray over you. Pray a blessing over you. If you don't mind, just take your hands and open them up. Whenever you do that and you lift up your hands to the Lord, it's just letting the Lord know I surrender to you. I love you. I don't have anger in my heart toward you. I surrender to you, and I have no doubt that you are good. Let's believe that. That's what this is. Lord, I thank you for being with us. Lord, I thank you that your face looks toward us and shines upon us. Lord, I pray that we will have confidence that we are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Lord, I pray that you will speak to us and that your word will be forever true inside of us. We thank you for those who are in despair. We'll have hope again. We thank you, Lord God, that we are lenders and not borrowers. Thank you, Lord God, you're giving us ideas how to go back into the workplace or back to school or back into society. Lord, I pray that we'll be great leaders. Lord, I pray that we'll be carriers of your word. And most of all, I thank you, Lord God, we'll be a witness. Let us win people to your name. That's the highest honor that a believer can participate in. So we thank you again for being with us on the weekend. We want to go, but we want to go with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks a lot, New Life Church. And one day soon, we shall be together again. Amen.